Welcome to the Smart Industry Podcast, Remaking Industry, where we dive deep into the tools, techniques, and technologies that are accelerating digital transformation. Okay, thanks for joining us on the Remaking Industry Podcast today. We're thrilled to have you with us. My name is Chris McNamara, Editor-in-Chief with Smart Industry. Today, uh, we're talking to Ashley David, Product Marketing Manager for Pressure and Level Products at Endris and Hauser. Um, you know, one of the great benefits working in this smart era of manufacturing is our, um, our ability to measure our output and our processes and our assets. Um, the whole concept of industrial measurement itself is changing, uh, evolving, really, as we have new tools and savvier workforces using those tools that are enabling enterprises to monitor and measure our components and make our workplaces work more accurately. But uh, it's not always easy. It can be tricky to stay informed uh, in these rapidly changing days. Um, and that is why thought leaders uh, on stuff like this uh, are incredibly valuable. So that's why we're connecting with Ashley today. Ashley from Anderson Hauser, thanks for joining us. Hi, Chris. Always happy to be here. Yeah, let's get to know you a little bit real first. Uh, tell me about a hobby outside of work. What are your, uh, what's a passion you have when you're not at the 95? Uh, so I am a hobby baker. I actually worked professionally at a bakery in college, and that's how I put myself through engineering school. So sometimes I bring those baked goods into work. No, that's a great coworker to have. What's the overlap with engineering and baking? I know baking is all about precision, right? It is. It is. So the joke in the baking industry is that baking is a science and cooking is an art. Um, you know, cooking, you can kind of add whatever you want to it. But with baking, every little, you know, everything from vinegar to buttermilk to the amount of sugar, you know, can change the consistencies, the textures, how a cake will rise, you know, how flaky a pastry is, that sort of thing. So there's quite a bit of overlap when it comes to the, the precision and, you know, making the scientific decisions to alter a recipe, right, which I like to do. Cool. So that's a good segue into measurement. Um, from measuring flour and sugar to measurement in the industrial space. Let's jump into our first question here. How is industrial measurement changing in the digital era? And what kind of measurements are we talking about? Yeah, um, so customers are really trying to get measurements on as many parts of the process as possible. Um, and while every plant is at different stages in the integration of digitalization, I have not seen a facility in recent months that is not currently looking to update their processes and digitize them. This is a good thing, right? The pandemic truly drove home the need to have access to all of our industrial information in a remote fashion. Right. Moving towards digital measurements is kind of the first step in the process of doing so. So while I deal specifically with level and pressure instrumentation, and as a company, you know, we have a whole wide range of products to offer for measurements. You know, customers are even getting into like room temperature, depending on what they're manufacturing, right? And our customers need to be able to access their process data, whether it's from their offices or the plant floor or even like their home. So preventing exposure of operators to safety hazards themselves, right, especially in a pandemic. But then also if the operators can access some of that remotely, it removes them from certain hazardous processes. You know, it really is that simple. And then when we consider scaling out these types of programs, we're looking at strategically developing new and expanding existing facilities to make the most of the insights that smart measurements can afford us. So it's a really exciting time. 
Very cool. I, I love uh, unusual and, and uh, little known applications of any of these tools or technologies. That's interesting that studying the, the what like the ambient temperature of a, of a workspace to, mm-hmm. to that helps inform like what COVID protocol enforcement or, or what? Um, so I've seen it more in a safety standpoint, actually. So like when you're getting into really heavy industry, um, rooms can run hot, but if they're running hotter than usual, something could be going wrong in a process, right? Or even knowing the temperature of a room to know if it's safe to enter. Interesting. As a okay. human being, yeah. Makes sense. Um, so let's talk about uh, emerging tools and techniques at play here with smart measurement. What kind of devices um, or, you know, the support and software are we talking about? So one of the biggest things that I'm excited about with smart measurements is the visualization of the data. So when customers can actually see what's going on in their processes and how their instruments are performing, they can get ahead of plant shutdowns and schedule maintenance rather than running into unplanned process downtime. Having instruments that can tell you what is wrong and even predict when replacements was happened can help facilities be more proactive, which saves time and money and makes life easier for the workforce. Additionally, this keeps supply chains running smoothly since we can properly plan for events while mitigating product loss and shortages. And as we all know right now, you know, supply chain is such a hot topic. What, uh, what's the value of visualization? Is it simply making the information more easily digestible? Yeah. I mean, so let's say I have a, a process line and they have a, an analog pressure device that's reading 7.5 PSI, right? Okay. It's an analog device and it's not a smart instrument. It doesn't have a digital communication protocol. We don't know if the cell is burst or not. So that cell could be burst and there could be process media getting up inside of there, right? So now the customer goes and somebody's doing, you know, a, a routine check or a routine maintenance check to, to calibrate the instruments and see what's going on. And they pull that device and they realize, oh no, this, this pressure cell has been burst. You know, then we have to start thinking of what does that mean for the customer? Um, could their process be compromised? Like, could the product be compromised? What are they looking at if it's, you know, compromised product? Or even if the process product isn't compromised, um, when they have to go to replace the instrument, how long is that replacement going to take, you know, from shipping? Are they going to be down during that time? How much time and money and effort are they losing during the downtime? So by having smart instrumentation that can tell you, hey, you know, I'm getting a shift in hysteresis of this cell. Uh, it might be time for replacement of this pressure instrument soon. You know, the customer can purchase that ahead of time, be ready on replacement when it's getting to that shift, you know, replace it like for like, already have it in hand, no downtime, and then no um, possibility of not only interrupting their process, but also contaminating the process. Okay. So capabilities you just touched on, informing, Mm -hmm. you know, predictive maintenance, reducing downtime, boosting efficiency, ultimately boosting a profits, enhancing safety, mm-hmm. anything else? Yeah, I mean, those are the big ones. We always try to make sure that when we are making smart instruments, they follow safety, um, sustainability, you know, things that make things easier. And um, right. I think that's the biggest one, safety and sustainability. Yeah, well, and that just informs everything else too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so do you know i i have a let's say i have a small industrial enterprise um i don't have much knowledge in terms of measurement approaches particularly smart measurement approaches some of this stuff seems daunting is it daunting must you have a deep knowledge of smart measurement approaches to take advantage of this stuff and how and why uh, is it beneficial to outsource some of this work um so i think that really depends on how we we determine the term outsourced right um i think it's a common misconception that instruments like ours are taking jobs away from people or you know, are incurring additional expenses by like having to hire other people, right, right to come in and set up your plant. And uh, in most cases, that's not the case. You know, the instruments that we develop and support are designed to walk operators and technicians through the process of commissioning and troubleshooting, right? So you don't have to have a deep knowledge of how do I set this up? How do I troubleshoot it? Because there are wizards and step-by-step -step instructions that guide end users through their instruments and help to streamline the setup and troubleshooting. The tools make it easier for teams to do their jobs rather than eliminating positions. And it's, it's a benefit to existing workforces, right? The facilities and customers with whom we work are our partners in development. So we design our instruments with them, always keeping their workforces in mind, whether that be a really small plant that's going from analog to digital or a very large plant that's been digital you know, since the beginning. While we do offer field service for commissioning of our instruments, we also offer free phone support and training to help end users at any skill level and job site size uh, to learn to troubleshoot every step of these solutions. Yeah, and you know, like like most of these tools and techniques that we talk about here, you know, there is concern about cost or whatever, but ultimately these things are revenue boosters and they're cost cutters mm -hmm. and they make you work more efficiently and you know you quickly realize wow not only is this not costing me money but this is making me money. absolutely and it's just it's so important to view them as not necessarily a cost adder but as a revenue booster um and it's you know we understand that you know the instruments do cost to have a smart instrument uh but on our end by making it as easy as possible to set up and troubleshoot. I mean, when you set up a pressure instrument, typically in a facility, you want to set it up and then forget about it for seven years until it breaks, you know, seven to 15 years and then come back to it, right? Yeah. So if you're only dealing with a handful of pressure devices every couple of years, because you're a smaller facility, you're not going to remember how to set it up. So as manufacturers, it's our responsibility to make sure that we make products customers can actually use and care about and operate themselves. Cool. Last mm -hmm. question for you, big picture. Um, let's look to the future here. What most excites you about the near future of smart measurements in the wider industrial universe? So what excites me the most is offering something at every level of plant digitization. So whether the facility is just in the beginning of bringing back signals back to a smaller logic system, or they're fully integrating their instruments into the industrial internet of things, you know, we have worked to create a product or solution that fits those needs. And honestly, I'm just excited to be involved in launching those products and going to the facilities to help roll these out. Yeah, it's always cool to see these things in play. You know, oftentimes we talk in the abstract about capabilities or hypotheticals, but I love getting into plants and seeing like, oh, this is how this works. This is the this is the 
you know, approach and this is the benefit. It's very cool stuff. Oh, it's really the best part of the job for me, honestly, um, is just getting to learn how everything works. I grew up with such a curiosity as a kid, which is how I ended up in engineering. And um, it, it really is the perfect industry to be in to just get to see all of it. Fascinating. What's the best thing that you bake, Ashley? Oh, man, that would be hard. I, so I'm always told that my red velvet cake is the best, but personally, I think I make a really good derby pie. Interesting. I love it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Ashley David with Anderson Hauser. Thank you for joining us here today talking smart measurements. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chris. Yeah. And great to be here. we thank you for joining us. And as always, we encourage you to go out and make it a smart day.